Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. Betches Media presents... I would like to speak to America's men for one minute. That slacker barista. I start getting full of emotion. Now we're going to build this new bridge here. Can I provide a definition? Mm-hmm. No, I can't. Betches Up Podcast. Like, how are people surviving? Hello, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Bridget Schwartz. And this is the Betches Up Podcast, where C-SPAN meets the group chat to help you process and laugh. At the biggest topics in U.S. news and politics, I think it just stands to reason, Bridget, that our weekly, our bi-weekly one-on-one should just be recorded. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Today, I'm so happy to have Bridget back. We're going to do more more midterms talk, but I just want to, it's like, we did it. Yes. I can't, I can't, I can't believe this full circle moment because I literally like, I feel like your like hire is very like notable in terms of midterm elections because I remember your like application project was like a six weeks kind of like lead up project. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It was like all midterms. Yes. It was like Peloton classes with Jill Biden. And we were like, yes, yes. to this candidate. <laughs> it was um, ride to the hill with Dr. Jill. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. If only if only we would have had the budget and infrastructure to make it happen next time. Next time. Definitely. But updates news wise. Republicans have won the House. We were waiting for this and expecting this all week. It it has happened. Um Still, still a great outcome. I'm yeah. not too. I mean, we knew this was going to happen for a couple of days. I think the more disturbing element of this, which we will bear out and which you know a lot about, is that New York Democrats are possibly to blame. Oh my god, <laughs> I can't believe that. Like after all of, like all of like Ron DeSantis's maps and yeah, all the gerrymandering and like focusing on all of these like super red states and like Lauren Boebert still might lose and New York <laughs> is why we lost the house. Mm-hmm. Our but. aim was definitely uh, our aim was definitely interesting, and we'll be, we will be talking a lot about the polling and why the narrative of the red wave. Why were we were so suspicious of it, Bridget? You, as an actual member of Gen Z, gave me confidence to be more <laughs> suspicious about it. But first, the big headline today that hopefully, probably, I don't know, hopefully, but everybody will be talking about. We have been constantly refreshing our Twitter feeds, waiting for Nancy Pelosi's announcement of whether she will continue to lead Democrats in Congress. To be clear, she is still a Congresswoman. She won her race. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> that would have been a twist. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, she won her race, but there has been a lot of talk for months now where if Democrats either kept the house or lost the house, you know, she's 82. She has done this, not this job since 2007, um, but every opportunity Democrats have had to lead, she has led them. She has, by all accounts, done a really effective job, but she is at an age now where she's literally an octogenarian woman. She's done a lot. Um, there are a lot of new voices in Congress. Um, I, I, it's interesting because you and I were talking about this this morning and I was sort of like, oh, and you were like, it's time. <laughs> Not in like a mean way, but just sort of like, it, it, it makes sense. Yeah. Like she's done a lot and been great, but like there are also people who have like tried to murder her and her family. And Good reason. Yeah. <laughs> I would also probably quit a job if like, I mean, even this morning, like I was like trying to find the announcement and I forgot that when you just search Pelosi and Twitter, uh-huh. It's people that just spend all their free time like roasting her and making weird yeah. like, conspiracy memes about her. I guess I would tire of that too. Yeah. Plus, like, since there are so many younger people in mm-hmm. like in the house who have like recently come in yeah. and they're not in the majority anymore, it's probably just like a 
a good like transitioning mm-hmm. time, I would think. Uh, that's true. I feel like you don't want it like when you're looking down like a really like fun, successful, professional two years, that's not really the time that you would bow up. And it's like, oh, they literally just told me I'm not going to be get anything done for two years. I'm going to have to like these guys are just going to talk about impeaching POTUS and investigating right. Hunter Biden. Yeah, definitely. I'm So in terms of people that will come and fill the space, there were two people that were kind of like being talked about, Adam Schiff and Hakeem Jeffries. Hakeem Jeffries of New York and Adam Schiff of California. I remember seeing some concern around Jeffries, like, oh, but he's from New York too. Like, would that be bad? It's like, well, Adam Schiff's from California. So it looks like we're not right. necessarily looking to solve the problem of like, you know, heavy East Coast representation in in the Democratic caucus at the le- in the leadership level. But he's really been working for it. He like really raised a ton of money for Democrats this cycle, which turned out uh, we we really, really needed. But it's it is just sort of hard to imagine. You know, I know like when I started getting really engaged in politics is when I graduated high school. And that was 2007. So it is kind of strange to imagine our political, especially since we meme it and we have characters that we pay attention to. It's like hard to imagine what the world looks like without her as sort of like a main character. Yeah. And I feel like everyone like knows who she is. Everybody. So like they like she's such a known character. That's so true. You can know nothing about politics and just be like, oh, but Nancy Pelosi, whereas it will take a little bit longer for like people to sort of adapt to a new new figure. Yeah. Yeah. We love you, Nancy. And again, it's still going to be two more years where like she's in the minority and she's like, also, it seems like it's a lot easier to sort of train a new leader when it's like, we don't really have a lot to do. There's not much on our to-do list. We just sort of wait around where it's like, if you have like this past term, two years, they got so much done. Like you really needed somebody like her. Yeah. Hey, American Fever Dream listeners, I'm here to tell you that there is no reason to panic the next time you are searching for the perfect gift. Now you can use Gift Mode on Etsy. Gift Mode on Etsy is here to take the stress out of gifting so you can find the perfect item for anyone on any occasion. Now it's easier to find gifts made by independent sellers for all of the people in your life, like the pickleballers, I know plenty of those, the jazz fan, the artist, the pasta lover, whatever niche interest they have, you can find an incredible gift on Etsy. From 90s nostalgia and mixology to reality TV and gaming, there is something for everyone. There is so much pressure around gifting. I usually have a hard time thinking of gift ideas specifically for my dad, but my dad loves flying, he loves airplanes, he loves aviation, and he never gets sick of a cute little gift that has a reference to that. And the inventory for that on Etsy is incredible. I hope my dad lives for 200 years because I can get him a birthday present related to aviation or planes from Etsy for every single one of them, if not hundreds and hundreds of years more. There really is that much. A gifting moment is always around the corner, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, a holiday, or even just a day to say thank you, Gift Mode on Etsy has you covered. Need to find the perfect gift? Don't panic. Try Gift Mode on Etsy now. Speaking of the House of Representatives, which has sadly gone to Republicans, like I said, Bridget, you were really outspoken about pundits saying there would be a red wave. I'm curious, you know, what specifically were you seeing that made you skeptical? You've talked about this. You made a video about this. But like, why were you why were you unconvinced when all of the smartest people, the people that are paid to know better were like, this is happening. Sorry, young people, you're not showing up. I feel like it's just like I I think that people like tried to push the narrative so hard that everyone was over Dobbs, like everyone Mm -hmm. had forgotten about it because like the price of because of the price of gas or whatever. And it's like, clearly they hadn't. And I didn't think that they had. And like, when it comes down to it, like losing a right that like young people Mm -hmm. like were born with 
Like it wasn't something like millennials and Gen Z. Like we we weren't like protesting yeah. for like we weren't there when right. Roe was. We weren't like, really decided. like we knew Roe was like, important, but it wasn't new enough that it was where it was like this is a very new like it, we just took it for granted completely yeah. in a good way in the way you're supposed to. Yeah, and I think it was just like shocking that then it was gone, and I think there was a lot of energy. Like I think one thing was that just seeing the number of people yeah. and like number of young people who showed up all summer to like protest mm-hmm. and right. and talk about it and the number of people talking about it on Instagram and on TikTok and like that's I think it's just something that all of these like mostly older yeah. men aren't seeing. Um and then as like videos started coming out in early voting of like lines at universities to vote and I don't know. It just, yeah. it just seemed like there was such a disconnect between like red wave and then all of these like records being broken yeah. in the early vote. And even like before that, like you and I were like, they're going to vote. They're just going to vote on the last day. These are college students. Right. They right. famously procrastinate. <laughs> like I, when I was in college, like, you know, you and I are even sort of like trying to inform people about the really limited early voting uh, period in Georgia. But sometimes I have to remind myself, like, people will wait in a line on election day. That is right. still something that people do. So sometimes I feel like all the focus on early voting is just like, there's still like the main date. Like some people there, some people just love voting on on election day. As right. you said, like, it's also like, the pundits are people that live in primarily like, states where abortion rights are very available. Mm-hmm. And they're not looking at the same like for you page. So I think they really just were not consuming the same like media and it didn't have the same stakes to them. Like, I never want to sound like we're sort of like underestimating how painful increased gas prices are. But as a woman, you do understand what we mean when we say things like you really think that you're like losing a constitutional right to bodily autonomy is like going to be more important than right than what you pay at the gas pump. I mean, college students in Georgia, in Alabama, in these places, like it really wasn't life is hard. You have to make compromises. And it was so interesting that everybody was so certain that universally people were going to be like, I'm so mad at Joe Biden. I want to punish him and elect this anti-choice election denier as an 18-year-old in Oregon. Like, that's not happening. Right. Like, you're not – I feel like when you're, like, 18 years old and you're, like, in college or just about to start college or, like, if – I don't know. I feel like you're you're thinking more of the, like, immediate, like, this is the thing I'm angry about and you're not – Yeah. You're not, like – you barely understand what inflation means. Right. Like, I right. don't think, I don't know. Right. I, I don't think it was that as big of a deal. I mean, it's a big deal, like, in reality for a lot of people. But I don't think when it came to deciding who to vote for, mm-hmm. it, like, took especially, over more importance. Yeah, especially yeah. for young people. And I think the issue was that they just underestimated the amount that would turn out. I'm also yeah. curious, you worked with the Biden campaign in Nevada in 2020, doing lots of organizing, spending lots of time, also supporting Democrats in college in this state. Did you notice any differences in attitudes among young people towards voting or towards the political process and 2022 versus 2020? I think when I like when I was working on the Biden campaign, I was mostly spending a lot of time like either training volunteers or trying to get like voters, like convincing people who hadn't said whether they were going to vote for Trump or Biden Mm -hmm. that they needed to vote for Biden. And a lot of them were mostly women who like a lot of the people I talked to at least were a lot of women who really wanted the candidate to be Elizabeth Warren who didn't want to vote for Biden Mm -hmm. because they didn't want to vote for another man. Mm -hmm. And it was a lot of like turning. Really? You got that pushback like even against Trump, like you had to push people like it's really worth turning out. Yeah, because there's a lot of people who just like weren't going to vote. Yeah, I I forgot how bummed out we were when Biden was the nominee. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 
And I think, and the thing that always like kind of worked was being like, well, Biden can nominate a lot of judges. Like, and like he might get a Supreme Court nomination, he might not, but like this is what's going to be important in keeping reproductive rights or like the Supreme Court could overturn Roe and like we're gonna need a Democratic president who can nominate Democratic judges and like a Senate and a House that can like get this done. And then Mm -hmm. it still happened and. And here we are. Yeah, <laughs> that's so fascinating. I think, and I feel yeah. like that also explains why you felt that sense of confidence because you had already talked to people who were who were fairly convinced by being like, who were sophisticated enough and understood quickly like, oh, the judiciary matters. Oh, yeah. this is going to matter. So it makes sense that like, at, of course, when it collapsed, people, those same people were gonna be like, okay, I understand the stakes. Yeah, yeah. And then I think now, like this year, we were in the, the like post row world oh, when like it had happened. Yeah. And- I th- I guess, I mean, I think the good news and the thing that I was worried about was that instead of people being like, well, I voted in 2020 and it still happened, mm. so why do I need to vote anyways? I think right. instead people realized that it was really important and that, like, this was the one thing that they could do. Yeah. It's interesting because I even sense myself as, like, a millennial pundit trying to find, like, how did we, how did we trick young people into voting? It's like, no, they actually care and get it. They just get it yeah. more than I did when I was in my early 20s even. Or, like, maybe Gen Xers were in their early 20s. Like, we just need to give them some credit. They understand what's at stake. I did see a really funny TikTok that was like, why are Republicans surprised <laughs> yeah. that young people vote for Democrats? Like, they took away, like books they took away like right they have no they like have no plan for anything and then they took away all of these things that are like incredibly important to like young people's culture and then we're on tiktok and like can get all of this information from all over the country and just like constantly make fun of them on the internet like why are they surprised exactly it's like i yeah like the media that we all sort of like consume is so is so like separate now like i was saying like people were not like that's why I felt comfortable. I was like, my For You page is filled with posts that have hundreds of thousands of views and likes of people saying, here I am voting against Carrie Lake. If that many people that liked it actually did that, she's going to lose. And she did. Yeah. And she has lost. Yes, yeah, she did. Still TBD <laughs> if she has uh, accepted it. But about one in eight voters overall this time, this is according to exit polling, were under 30. And more than half supported Democratic candidates in the midterm elections. So the narrative that Gen Z voters, like they did cancel out mostly um, like boomer votes. But Republicans actually did see this isn't like it's not like this isn't I'm not trying to be a like devil's advocate. It's no, just no, worth no. noting <laughs> that Republicans also saw, you know, more support, kind of like Trump's second go around. He got yeah. more votes among young people than in 2018. So, you know, there are still way more votes for Democrats among young people, not just these young people. That's just like always been the case. But for all the reasons you just said, <laughs> what exactly appeals to young people about Republicans? Oh my please, God. please help us understand. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't like it's weird on college campuses. There can be like I mean, I went to a very liberal college and the thing that always took off whenever we had like conservative speakers come or my senior year, this girl was trying to start a new like student organization that everyone was getting really mad about because it was like a Koch brothers like founded thing and it was like incredibly anti-trans it was horrible but it was all about like it was this rallying cry against like group think and just people being like you come to college and everyone starts to think the same way and all of these liberal people like don't have any opinions it's just whatever like their friends and professors think which like 
Really? That's just like one time somebody was like, hey, that thing you said is actually like not great to say. And then suddenly, yeah, like, and then they were no, like, <laughs> group think. Yeah, yeah. And you're yeah. like, well, no, it can have a different opinion. Yeah. It's like, no, just like think before Welcome you speak. Adulthood. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, I th- it's, that's what a lot of like, I think that's how a lot of like conservative like missions kind of took off around in the like groups mm-hmm. of young people mm-hmm. I was around. Um, so yeah, I don't know. And I think a lot of it too can get caught up in religion, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. often also. I think there is a lot of like pushback against, like a lot of pushback against religion when you like get into college and you're like on your own and like yeah, kind of like figuring out who you are away mm-hmm. from like whatever environment you grew up in. And I think a lot of people can, they just like gravitate towards things that might be comfortable if like that's the environment yeah. that they grew up in. I don't know. But I th- I don't know. There's something uh, yeah. about Trump too. And yeah. I feel like a lot of people think there's like something fun about like yeah. being the only person to like. I think it is that type too. I think it's a mix of all of those things. Yeah. Like you said, it's like the Republican Party is so <laughs> deranged right now that there's not a lot to hold on to. But there is that sort of just like, College, college, especially if you're a man, is like your your devil's advocate time. It's yeah. like when you just you just don't agree with anything anybody says, and you think it is the coolest thing to be like actually, like like the Blake Masters of it all. When he's like the Unabomber had some good ideas. Yeah. It's like there's a time when you that makes you feel special. It makes you feel like smarter than everybody. And I yeah. feel like the college Republicans where I went, that was usually sort of like their vibe. And then there's a handful where it's like you just come from a long line of your parents. Like, we're Republicans. Like, yeah. it's a race. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey there, overwhelmed foodies. Are you drowning in a sea of meal kit options, feeling like you're in a bad dating game where every contestant looks the same, with the same fish picture? Fear not, because amidst the chaos, there's one shining star worth your culinary affection. Home Chef is not just another fish in the meal kit sea. They're the gourmet catch that you've been dreaming of. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes, conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. Whether you prefer classic meal kits with pre-portioned ingredients and easy instructions, speedy recipes ready in less than 30 minutes, oven-ready kits with pre-chopped ingredients, or quick microwave meals that assemble in minutes, Home Chef has you and the entire family covered for delicious meals without the hassle. Home Chef has over 30 options a week, and they serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it is economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. So for a limited time, Home Chef is offering our listeners 18 free meals plus free shipping on your first box and free dessert for life at homechef.com slash feverdream. That's homechef.com slash feverdream for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash feverdream. You must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. So Gen Z voters, you know, they still do vote at somewhat lower rates than other age groups. This is a huge victory, especially in a midterms elections. They totally basically averted a red wave. But obviously wanna, we want to look towards like improving that even more. I think, you know, a lot of in 2020 and in 2022, Gen Z turned out in spite of some, you know, stodgy old candidates and some, you know, some some perspectives from the Democratic establishment that are not super, super timely. So I'm curious, you know, what do you think Democrats need to do ahead of 2022 to maintain this energy? Like, what do they need to do so that young people aren't, like I said, like this whole time we've been like, young people are going to turn out, they know it's at stake. But, you know, what do Democrats really need to like deliver to make sure people still feel 
that motivated. Yeah. Student loan debt, I think, is a big one. I think, like, it needs to be, like, what they did was great, but now it's stalled. Yeah. That almost is, like, worse than, like, having done nothing if it doesn't work out. I know. Because, like, people are, like, so. Because they're going to be like, why did Biden take this away? Yeah. 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 And I, yeah, that's the other thing. It's like, most people are not as politically engaged as, like, a lot of, like, very online political like people are who are like consuming our content. Yeah, or, like, yeah, exactly. And I think that like other otherwise the story would be like they did it and then they didn't. Yeah. And not knowing yeah. it was like a Trump judge that stopped it. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Right. So really pushing on like getting that done and like canceling even yeah. more. Right. And yeah. And Roe. Like yeah. something about Roe. I don't know. If there's I have the smallest bit of hope that if there is a House majority of like, like Republicans mm-hmm. have a House majority of one, yeah, that like someone can be convinced. Right. I know it's pretty appalling that like it didn't. It never occurred to me to even say that. Like that's we should like sit with that and make Republicans acknowledge that. Right. Like we're we're we have ended the conversation about codifying abortion rights that most Americans agree with because. The Republicans won the House. Like, that's worth stating alone. And I think that they're like, it obviously proved to be an electable issue. Finally, like, maybe people can actually talk about it on debate stages and in campaigns and have it not be seen as this, like, unelectable thing. And if one person in the House can be convinced, Mm -hmm. it can be codified. Like, that's that's literally all that they need. That is crazy to think about. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really effective messaging for Democrats, too. And I feel like they can potentially – there is some House member out there that barely won their race. Right. A Republican, for sure. That's – those are our discussion points for today. It is Thursday when we always discuss what has been getting us through the week. Is there, like, a show, a practice, something in particular that's been getting you through this (laughs) midterms week two of two? (laughs) I've been trying to sleep. Yeah. That's been – Are you not normally good at getting enough sleep? I – I'm horrible at yeah, it. You're always like, oh, I read that headline at 2 a.m. And I was like, yeah. bitch, I was halfway <laughs> into my slumber by yeah, then. Because I, I just like, I don't know. I start going on TikTok and then I, I don't know, that I'm up until when I, I literally eat dinner at like 930. That's so crazy. It's, yeah. Been trying to get better about that. I get bored at like eight. I'm like, I guess we go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, in Abbott Elementary. I oh, watched yes. that last night and it was great. Yeah. It was hilarious. I have noticed that, um, that stretching helps you feel better. <laughs> Note to self. I have not been ever very good about like consistent stretching, uh, stretching consistently. And literally ever since my wedding, since I just danced in heels, my lower back is hurt. That's all that happened. I wasn't even that drunk. So there's like not something that happened that I don't remember. (laughs) But every day I get up now and I do like a 15 minute yoga stretching routine. And like it's hard. Like it doesn't feel good. (laughs) Deep stretching doesn't feel good. But then after I can actually move my body a lot better. That's and important. It does help. And now I'm like, I can do the cuffet dance. I didn't know that was a mobility. <laughs> like if you can't dance, stretch your hips, bitch. You need, to, <laughs> you need to stretch. Stretching has been getting me through. I mean, like listeners know between like I got married and had midterms within like six weeks. So I'm like just readjusting to like waking up and not being like, oh, my God. <laughs> What have I forgotten? Is the stake of dem- like you never, like with our jobs, we're always like we take it really seriously. And we're like you never know what post could take off, and this many people could send it to this many people, and it's like a feeling of constant like oh my god, what if it's are we not doing everything we can? So I feel like what's been getting us through the week is just sort of being like okay, and we were expecting to have this sort of exhale not really be an exhale because we thought we were going to be in a Republican controlled House and Senate, so 
Feeling and good. Not. Yeah. Feeling good. Yes. Feel like I actually, actually enjoy our weekend. Thank you so much, Bridget. Thank you. We'll talk to you soon. <laughs> that is our show. Please remember to rate and review if you love the show, especially this week when people are looking for new shows. It's great to have a service up there. Until the end of democracy, I'm Amanda Duberman. I'm Bridget Schwartz. And this is the Betchison Podcast. Bye. The Betchison Podcast is produced by Amanda Duberman, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales Pico, and Rebecca Sasmacat. Editing by Rebecca Sasmacat. Social media by Amanda Duberman and Bridget Swartz. Be sure to follow at Betches underscore sup on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. And send us your emails at suppod at betches.com. Betches.